We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now this the black sheep sticking it to him. I need a crib like I'm Gatsby. I need it in hand. Just understand my pocket's that deep. With nothing to prove, I ain't got nothing to do. And it can't compete, and I got nothing to lose. You see, told me I'm the one that's gonna benefit. Never been a threat. Ah, yes. What's good, everybody? We're back in the building. Veterans Minimum, the number one sports betting vibe on the internet. Number one in your hearts. Number one when you fart. <laughs> number one, number one on a few charts now too. You're 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 rising. That's right, baby. Young, young That's Skywalker right, baby. Grows stronger. Hey, <laughs> hey, things things are going really well. Shout out to all of you because I say this all the time. You guys are the biggest endorsers of the show. Share it, like it, subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Tell your parents about it. Tell the girl at the bar that you meet about it. Because what I did over the weekend, someone, uh, I was out with our special guest that's in the building too. We'll introduce him in just a second. But uh, my new thing, Josh, when a girl gives me her phone after I give my Instagram, subscribe to the podcast because all downloads matter. Yep. Right? Why not? So, Cheap no, plug, bro. No, what do you mean? Every every time I meet somebody, you think I give my personal out? <laughs> What's your IG? Oh, <laughs> you know how many follow. times I did slid slid in an American fan plug? Oh yeah, follow to. follow the show, man. Nah, but for real, like you guys, uh, the show is picking up a lot of steam, and it's everyone that listens. So thank you all for listening, continuing to listen, and uh, the guest that we have in the building. Uh, I call him my agent, my agent for real. Like this, this is my business manager. Oh, okay. This is my, uh, what do you think, agent? <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, well, I, I am an agent, so I didn't. I was like, me? I was like, you call, you tell oh, people nah, that. Nah, nah, you tell nah. people I'm that. I was like, I need to do better. You <laughs> 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 do better. Nah, Chris. Chris is in the building visiting this week, and uh, Chris has been on the pod a bunch of times when I was back home. Mm-hmm. And um, first time having you on the pod in here, so I appreciate you. Thanks for being out here. Thanks for extending your trip. To make the pod too. Of course, man. So nice. it's been fun. And uh, we just had T- Timofeo Lopez in the building. That episode will be out later this week. And oh boy, was it wild. Oh, yeah. It was wild. So definitely going to be on there. It's going to be on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum Cheap Plug. 
Yeah, these cheap plugs, bro. You're just, you're just putting them out there. You know what I'm saying? Nothing shameless about a plug. Not, no. Not one thing is shameless. It's no. a good plug. And I'm trying my best to avoid the conversation about the Buffalo Bills. But we do need to get into that <laughs> conversation because it's over. It's over. Bills Mafia, you let me down. Uh, everyone knew about the Bills futures, Dear Buffalo, all these bets that we made. Um, I will say from a betting standpoint, went 3-1 and one this weekend against the spread. One of them, and it was something I told him because we were watching the games together, and I told everyone that asked me, what do I like in the Bills-Chiefs game? And mm-hmm. I said, because I saw your bet also, you took the Chiefs plus three. Mm-hmm. I, if I didn't have the Bills futures, like Kenny, shouts to Kenny, he's going to be on the show Wednesday. He was all over the Chiefs. He asked me, he's like, yo, do you like Kansas City? And I'm like, yeah. I just... I have to root for Buffalo. I can't make any bet. It's too early to hedge. Yeah. Chris and I were standing in the lobby watching the game yesterday and we were painting all these hedging scenarios. Yeah. And then of course it's not even necessary. Got a little ahead of ourselves there. Because that, that's, <laughs> that's what always happens, right? Like you try to formulate the idea of hedging and like, yo, bro, if they play Baltimore, they'll be minus 180 Baltimore. Do I risk yeah. 1800 to win a dollar? Yeah. And then yeah. what happens? Don't even matter. Yeah. So, so okay. So again, you know, I'm a novice Novice better. I don't bet like that. I've never hedged because I always I'm I, like I gotta go with with my conviction. Whatever I put my money on, like. Uh, but but it was interesting a few weeks back when you were saying that uh, sometimes sports books, like I want to say it was when you were talking about your future for Joe Burrow winning the MVP, and the and the sports book came back to you like you want to cash out now, and you were oh, like, yeah, 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 nah. Yeah. And you're in retrospect, you probably should have. Right. Um. It, it the the hedging concept. I know for most of the people out there, they already know how, what, how it, what it is, what it entails. For someone like me, like I've never understood it. So why do you do it? I don't. <laughs> okay. I don't right. like hedging. Okay. I think hedging is multiple, multiple condoms during intercourse is what I think <laughs> hedging is. You don't really win. You lose, you, you, uh, you win, but you don't win. I'm hedging only if the money is life altering. Okay. For example, say, Say I'm in Circa Survivor, right? And I come down to week 18 and there's three people left. And I know I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs at home. They're minus 500. I haven't taken the Chiefs all year. I'll take Kansas City, right? Let's just say in this example, the hypothetical, Kansas City needs to win this game to make the playoffs. So it's not like Kansas City's resting starters because I wouldn't do that. Yeah. So I've saved Kansas City to week 18. Circa Survivor is a million dollars to first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to hedge there. I'm going to hedge to win some money. I'll take the, the Raiders at plus 400 and I'll call some people and be like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need some money to make this hedge. Well, but well, okay. So in a situation. Because that's life altering. Because yeah. there, if I put $50,000 on the Raiders okay. to win 200K, facts. I could do that's some facts. shit with that. Oh, I'm not okay. going to do it if I, okay. have a, if I have a $20 bet. And look, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here. I'm just telling you what my approach is. Yeah. There's some people that they'll make a $25 bet to win 5K. And then the last leg is the Sunday night football game. And the cash out will be $2,300. Some people might take it. I'm not taking it because it's a $25 risk that I made. And then also 2300 is it's cool. It's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not balling out of control, but 
it's not gonna like change that much. Yeah, it's so it's, that's my approach with hedging. Yeah. If I have a future and I get to the I get to the Super Bowl, like which was what I was gonna do. If if the Bills and Niners would have made the Super Bowl, it was like a twelve thousand dollar hit. Right. Okay. So what I was gonna do next week was because I'm not giving Detroit a chance. We'll get to that in a little bit. So I'm just taking the risk. I would take the risk on taking Baltimore. Yeah. Hedging against Baltimore and the Buffalo. Cause I also have Bills, I had Bills AFC futures as well. Okay. So even them making the Super Bowl, I was gonna win something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The the most optimal and profitable would have been if it was Niners Bills. So I know I kind of went on a tangent, but that's that's my approach to hedging. What's yours? I think it depends on the the cost of the hedge, right? So if there is if you're on the heavy favorite and you've had the favorite the heavy favorite on a future for a long time and they're playing a massive underdog, the cost of that hedge is cheap. Right. So you take a cheap hedge. Okay. Okay. I also think it depends on your financial situation, right? If you're hitting a big one and you don't do it that often and you want to take some money off the table, then that's fair. Everyone's a little bit different. But I, for me, primarily, it's the cost of the hedge that that would swing whether I take something. You know, and you don't got to hedge the whole thing. You know, you take maybe 30% of that risk off the table if you want. You don't got to take the whole thing off. Right, right. Yeah, okay. we're, not, we're not saying yeah. to, to, that would be dumb, right? Like you don't want to completely negate your anything like your ticket yeah, yeah. you would want to you would want to have it like he said i think 30 percent is a good number i was always thinking like 20 percent was what i would want to win off my hedge yeah from the big number so if yeah, like yeah, yeah. if the bills winning the super bowl would have netted me a hundred thousand i would have hedged it to win 20 on the back end on sure. the other team but like he said ideally you want it to be a big favorite hindsight's 2020 especially since I liked Kansas City yesterday, yeah. I probably should have taken the Chiefs money line plus 140 where it closed on wager attack. I didn't. I let it ride. Yeah. I also didn't bet that game yesterday because I didn't want to be like, oh man, I just won this $120 bet on Kansas City right. and be excited when I just lost $700 in futures. So I, I like what you said about the cost of it. Ideally, you would want it to be mm -hmm. the underdog that you're hedging on. Like I know, you know, if you have the Niners, for example, right. win the Super Bowl. Right. Right. That's a good example. Detroit is what? They're six and a half now? What yeah, are they? Seven at the moment. Seven at yeah. the moment. Ooh, nice. Okay. That's a, that hedge is, shouldn't, won't be that expensive. Oh, right? and also it's very important. Very important. Make sure if you are in a scenario to hedge, don't get cute and take the fucking points. <laughs> <laughs> please. Please. If there's anything you take from this hedging portion, and I'm definitely clipping this. Dom, shouts to the social media editor, Dom, we're clipping this. Yo, please don't do that because I've seen in the past people try to get cute, mm. right? They'll be like, all the right, points. I got the Niners. Yeah. I got the Niners big. Let me take Detroit plus seven and hope the Niners win by three. And I double you it. Double I middle it, it right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? Niners lose, win by 28. You lose everything. And, and, and you, lose, you lose that there, you know? So like, I don't like doing that. I would say take the money line. And again, going back to what Chris was saying, the cost of the hedge. Yeah. The hedge, ideally, best case scenario, it is a plus number that you're hedging against. Mm -hmm. So with that, I know we kind of no, on this. I, no, but I like that you, you know asked saying? that, I gotta ask, I got to ask my questions. You know, listen, yeah. I, you know, I know this is veterans minimum, and I know most <laughs> of the people out there are DJs, and they're betting every five minutes and all that good stuff. But I know that there's someone out there like me that – 
they're putting ten dollars down on a on a ten legger that's gonna get them twelve G's, and it's like, yeah, all right, what yeah. do I do? <laughs> no, and for sure, dude. And look, like I said, and and you know, I, I hate kind of giving two sides of an answer, but sometimes I feel like both could be true. It can be in the situation. Chris, Chris might want to let it ride. And yeah, I want to win 100K, bro. I put $1,000. I took this 100 to 1 long shot and it's down to the wire. Like, I'm going to let it ride. Mm. You might be, or anyone like you might be like, yo, you know what, man? If I can make 20,000 right now, I just covered my rent for the year. Like, yeah. So again, there's, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer there. I just personally, I don't like doing it unless the money is substantial. Perfect example. Argentina won the World Cup. My dad and I had $2,000 on them to win it at plus 900. Did not hedge. Did not hedge. Oh, wow. And soccer is even crazier because soccer, you could hedge the 90 minutes and then you could hedge who lifts the cup. (laughs) Yeah. And that is wacky. Wait until we get to the Euro Cup. You guys are in for a treat because the amount of times that I've had people show me their tickets on soccer bets and they're like, yo, bro, Belgium won. Yeah, but they won in penalties. Your yeah. bet was for 90 minutes. That's yeah. a whole nother game. Yeah. Yeah. But even so, like I told my dad, and especially nowadays, right? Like this is a big reason why sports books and apps, I prefer doing it because you don't fall into trap with bookies. Yeah. There's no, oh shit, Chris is my bookie. I have a thousand dollar credit. I play through the weekend. I got to pay Chris now a thousand dollars on Thursday. That's stressful, bro. I used to have to do that shit. I used to, back in the day, I was, that's how I was gambling. And it was, what are you smiling? Because I want to know if there's any like Uncle Vinny stories. Nah, of, like, nah, it was never, <laughs> nah there, there, definitely, there are definitely stories like that, but it was never, like my credit limit was like 400 bucks, 500 bucks. Okay, okay. It never was out of bounds. Like you no, could always, no, you could no. always save yourself. Yeah, no, no. And worse comes to worse, you just tell them like, yo, I can't pay you right now. Don't tell them I'm not, I'm not going to pay you. That's, <laughs> it's a whole different approach. If I tell you, yo, I'm not going to pay you and I can't pay you right now, it's a different conversation you're having. Mm-hmm. And the way you're reacting to that is different. So I love... I love having the apps. Like, yo, I want to bet this week. I have $200. I'll bet. Yeah. As opposed to in the past, it's like, oh, yo, I have a bookie and all that. Getting it on credit. It's the worst thing. So it makes it a little bit safer. There you go. You, I mean, listen, you can you can clip this with uh, with the Stewie. Where's my money, man? Where's my money? <laughs> I, 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 I'll let you do what you will with that information. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that Bills Chiefs game? Man, I'll tell you this. First off, first and foremost... That fourth and five, Demar Hamlin, we're gonna try to solidify your comeback player of the year moment, was a bad call. By me, <laughs> that that was crazy. And then the fumble by uh, McCole Hardman at mm-hmm. the goal line, like when it happened, I was like, that went through the end zone. They're gonna get this ball back, and I knew for sure that that was how you were gonna win. I was like, they're gonna drive, they're gonna get this touchdown, and it's it's gonna be too much for for Mahomes to overcome. Yeah. But when it came to the field goal. I, I'm you. I think you saw my uh, <laughs> my my uh, my Ray Finkel analysis with uh, with Tyler Bass, but I immediately thought of Scott Norwood, and I was like, everyone did. I was no before before though, like oh, when, right he, before when he was lining up, I was like, was it wide left or wide right? Wide right against and the I Giants. And I couldn't remember when it went wide right. I was like, it was wide right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it, I mean, crazy game. You know, both teams played incredibly hard. You know, what I'm saying. Um, Josh, Josh Allen is continuing to ascend. Uh, but Ryan Clark was saying, you know, at some point we have to actually start to hold his feet to the fire and say, it's, it's on you. 
because he has to beat one of these elite quarterbacks in the playoffs at mm. some point. Because in the in the grand scheme, he's at home. So he could play great, but it wasn't enough to get them to the next round. So that's my analysis on it. Mac Jones, Skylar Thompson, Mason Rudolph. Those are the quarterbacks that Josh Allen has been in the playoffs. Or, or, or some of the quarterbacks. Okay. Right? Dude, we're watching the game, and I think we're watching the game yesterday, Josh. And uh, it's like the middle of the third quarter. I'm I'm freaking out. I'm stressed out. I'm holding my head. I'm fucking like pulling my hairs out. I'm like, oh my god. He's not. He's not lying. I was. I was going through it, right? And I think moving forward, bro, this is how I'm going to determine how great someone is as a degenerate and as a better. This is the first time in my life. I actually bet against Mahomes in a big spot. Mm, mm-hmm. I've been riding the Mahomes train. I already consider him the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, I already think so. Six, six years as a starter, six AFC title games, two-time MVP, two, two-time Super Bowl winner, and he's been to the Super Bowl three times. So every two years, every two seasons, if you're a Chiefs fan, you're going to go to the Super Bowl based on what you've seen so far. And it was the first time that I bet against him in the sense of like I had futures riding on it. And you felt sick. And bro, when I tell you, Josh, I've never feared anybody as much as him, bro. And I was like, yo, you know what? Moving forward, that's how I'm going to determine how, how good. If I have money against you, am I like stress eating and drinking? And like, you know, I had to work last night. I also yeah. have been <laughs> slugging back some fucking Casamigos on the rocks. <laughs> but bro, I was just watching and I'm like, and he's like, what's wrong? I was like, bro, this is the first time I bet against my homes, dude. And I told them everything I just told you. And I was like, I'm fucking nervous as hell, man. I'm nervous as hell. And as that game is going on, there were so many moments, bro, mm. that it just felt like it was Buffalo's game, right? Because we were talking about how, yeah. you know, the kicker is going to get a lot of shit. We'll get to him in a little bit. But the third and 16 touchdown to Shakir, mm-hmm. yeah. rolling left a fucking rope at the goal line. That's a touchdown. You get the DeMar Hamlin play, which was hilarious. And then... That same drive, first and goal from the four-yard line, he fumbles out the end zone. And you're saying, I'm saying to myself, like, how many fumbles did the Chiefs not recover? I'm like, yo, this is the Bills. It, it felt like Kansas yeah. City tried to give that game up three or four times. Yeah. Every loose ball went the Bills' way. Yes. Every turnover went the Bills' way. Yeah. And they still lost the game at home. Yeah. And going back to what you said, he hasn't, this is back-to-back years now, he loses in the divisional round at home. Bill's Mafia, the snow, the weather. It's like both times you got, he didn't get outclassed and he didn't. Yeah, no. And, yeah. and, and let's not even start that. Yeah. I think Josh Allen had a great game. He had, yeah. he, had a, yeah. he had a fantastic game and he was let down by, by my player from my alma mater, Stefan Diggs. Mm. Oh yeah. That's a big Dropping a bomb. Yeah. And truthfully, if he would have caught that, I think he probably would have kept going and that would have yeah. been six. Yeah. Because it was like iffy whether he would have tripped or not, but I I think if he would have actually came down with that, I think he would have found a way to fa- fall into the end zone. Bro, that was a missile. That was like 70 yards it looked like. Yeah, in the air. <laughs> he, drops, he drops that and, and like, yo, Diggs got a pipe down now, bro. You can't, you three, can't, you three can't. catches, three catches. I think it was 21 yards. And I'm at, two of them went the first drive. I think, I mean, he was yeah. like, yeah, it, early on was getting yeah. handoffs. Yeah. And you're like, okay, they're getting him involved. But you know, Diggs is wide open on that second down play 
where yes, where yes. like the play is developing. Yeah. And I'm yelling at the TV like, yo, Diggs, Diggs wide open. And when you watch the replay of that, he gets Josh Allen gets hit as he throws mm-hmm. it. That's yeah. why that ball like that would died. have been a hell of a throw. Because it died. The yeah, ball it died. died. It yeah. died like at like at the goal line. Yeah. Meanwhile, the guy was like in the middle of the end zone. But that was a great he was going for the home run hit. Yeah. But here's the issue. When you play Mahomes, bro, and that's why Burrow beats him. Yeah. Because Burrow checks it down. Burrow hits Jamar Chase coming underneath. Yeah. And it's also your number one receiver. Even though the last like eight weeks, like we've been waiting for Dix to have that crazy eight for 150 game. You know, I was expecting him to have the kind of game that Travis Kelsey has had. Right. I've been talking about this the last couple of weeks and shout out to Chris in the discord. He hit a uh, 55 to one parlay because he, the breakdown that Allen George and I had about the Bills Chiefs game, he kind of was taking those. So like he took uh, James Cook rushing yards. He took Isaiah Pacheco to score a touchdown. He's like, yo, you've been talking about Kelsey being unleashed this time mm-hmm. of year. And that's what happened. He scored two touchdowns yesterday. Mm-hmm. And Josh Allen rushing yards. Like, Josh Allen this time of year, they let him go crazy. And the one thing, the, the silver lining in all this with Josh Allen is he's, he's not Mahomes. No one is. But he's in that Mahomes level, Chris, for me, where I know for a fact in a big spot, He's going to show up at least. Yeah. Like, he's not going to be let down by the moment. Yeah. So, if there is a silver lining, even though it blows that they lost, and if you're a Bills fan, you're like, oh, fuck, man, again. Wide right again. Yeah. Like, how crazy is that? I think the best point you made, though, was uh, the Joe Burrow thing. Not it being Joe Burrow, but more the fact that to be Mahomes, the clock management at the end of the game, you don't want to give him the ball. Yeah. With 50 seconds left. And, and you, don't, you, you don't want to give him the ball. And, yeah. and you don't want to leave any right. meat on the bone. Exactly. Like, Yo. if we have points available, exactly. we're getting these points, right. whether it's three or six. It's most likely throughout the whole game, no matter who you're playing, no matter who he's playing against, he's shown it for the last six years, he'll be in a one-score game. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's he, right? True. So, do you want to give him a homeless ball, 50 seconds left and two timeouts? No. Right? So, to his point, that play with the bomb to Shakir in the end zone, was it Shakir? Yeah, there? yeah. Instead of checking out the digs and taking more time off the clock and taking probably a sure pass, yeah, and, and not and giving the time, it would have burned. They would have burned more time out. Yeah. burned time. That would have really. I mean, we look. We've seen what both those quarterbacks can do with thirty seconds. Right, right, right. <laughs> right? Yes. But the less, the, the least amount of time you give them, the better chance you have of beating that player. Yeah. Right? And when that drive starts, they get the ball with like seven forty left, and I turn to him and Isaiah. Shouts to Isaiah in the control room. I go, bro, the way they were playing the offense was a lot of like four yards. Four yards. Yeah, and they were burning that clock. And I was like, yo, there's a way. The way they're methodical down the field that Mahomes don't get the ball back. Yeah. And that's how it was setting up. Like, if he hits Diggs there, they get another first down. They run into the two-minute warning. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, yo, Pat, you ain't getting the ball back. Which is is what Brady would do all those years. Yes. Brady would get the ball with, like, nine minutes left. He's like, yo, bro, we're going to go down there, score a touchdown. Edelman, Edelman, Amendola, Edelman, (laughs) Gronk. And then before you know it, you get the ball back. Wait, 27 seconds left. And you need a touchdown. You got no timeouts. (laughs) That's what Josh Allen needed to do. That's what Joe Burrow does. That's why Burrow, Burrow and Brady... Mahomes is 13 and 2 in the playoffs. Oh, sorry, 13 and 3 in the playoffs. His only two losses are to Brady twice and Burrow. The, the only two quarterbacks he's lost to. And look, think about it. One is the most accomplished quarterback of all time, not the GOAT, because Pat is. 
the most accomplished quarterback of all time. And then the other one is a guy that we say is like that. Yeah. He's that dude too. He is Joe Cool. He's Tom Brady. Man. The, the, first off, there's so much talent in the AFC in terms of quarterbacking. Oh, bro. It's disgusting. It's just like, so good. Like, it's that, so good. like, the, when you look at the league, they have an embarrassment of riches on that side for Man. sure. Um, but, but back to the GOAT conversation I was talking about earlier on my show. Listen, if he gets three, he's, he's starting to eyeball some real people. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I think we can still, we can say that he, I call, I still call him the baby goat just because of where he is and right, where right, right. we project him to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if he gets to three, he's now, he's, he's, he's in the Troy Aikman conversation. He's passed, he's, he's past Troy, I would say. Okay. And you corrected he, yourself because yeah, no, no, I was about to be. Well, not, not conversation, <laughs> but, but I'm just saying in terms of quarterbacks with multiple yeah, titles, yeah, you know sure. what I'm saying? It's, it's Joe Montana with four and then it's Brady. That's in 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 uh, Terry Bradshaw with four, but then after that it's Brady. That's it. Yeah. There's no one else after that. So you can really start to have a conversation as he keeps stacking accolades, and he's still young. Yeah, you know I mean he has had a few injuries, but I, man. And bro, think about this too, because you're spot on with everything you're saying. They won the Super Bowl last year when they lost Tyreek. And then they're one game away from going back to the Super Bowl. And all we did for 18 weeks was shit on the weapons that he had. None. <laughs> so, he has none. Like, this dude might go back again. Might go back again. With a bag of Skittles. And it's <laughs> it's just crazy, bro. It's crazy. And, and there's something to it. Like, he don't care about going on the road. And that was blown out of proportion, too. It's his first road game. It's like, man, this guy. You don't think he thrives for that? The, the the Dawkins was like, yo, he's never been in Buffalo. It's like, this is what you asked for. And then Pat Mahomes said it. Mm -hmm. They asked for this. Mm -hmm. My favorite quote. Oh, I didn't hear him say I would that. Tell, I would tell mad people back in New York, like the last couple of years, I'd be like, oh, don't be angry. You asked for this. For a lot of things that I'll leave off the record. Maybe <laughs> you guys can connect it too. I'll leave it open for interpretation. <laughs> but yo, y'all asked for this. Now embrace it. Now you got it. Now you got to live with that. Yeah. Oh, you never been to Buffalo in a full arena? All right. This is what you wanted, right? Stunned. Tears everywhere. Snowballs throwing at me. Snowballs. <laughs> yo, he was yeah. loving it too. He was dodging. Them. He's dodging. Yeah, he didn't care. Like, yo, and also he was dancing for a second. And also this thing, because you know, as a former stud kicker myself, I'm gonna right. de defend the kicker for a little bit. Mm. The whole game, they were talking about the spiraling wins. Yeah. And also, if he makes that field goal, there's a minute thirty left on the clock. Let's not let's not front like Pat wasn't gonna go with two timeouts. Was not gonna go down. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
on there and, and, and so, kick a field goal. Yeah. Because Harrison Butker, as much as he's maligned, he's hit some big ones yeah. in some big spots. He's a good so, kicker. Hey, yeah. a good solid kick. kicker with yeah. a big leg. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sorry about Dear Buffalo. Though. I know, that, man. That, did you see my Dear Buffalo? Uh- <laughs> yeah, you fuck. <laughs> Shit pissed me off. But y'all, yo, yo, like, look. And and this is this is the God's honest truth. And I was telling my friend Ryan this because he's like, yo, bro, sorry for your loss. And I was like, listen, man, the money would have been amazing. But also the fact that we'd be able to resurface these old clips Oof. from like eight weeks ago. Like for the brand, that shit would have been hard, bro. You know, fuck. <laughs> it man. was for the brand. No, I'm yeah. L- listen, listen, because you could timestamp them. Yeah. Like literally like put them, you know, how people like make something, something gray or dark. It'd be Dude. black and white, your old ones. Yeah. <laughs> like, I told you he was going to be here. <laughs> Bro, for real, man. Like, yo, one thing that really helped elevate the show this year was that video, the Talk of the Town video. And thank God I posted it on like Wednesday of that week. And then it just, I remember that video had like 10,000 views. And then Monday morning, I just woke up and people were like, yo, that shit has like 300,000 on Instagram. And then on TikTok too. Yeah. So it's like, it's cool to have shit like that. And, that, and as a content creator, that's what you, you strive for. To have a take that you said... Back in December, it's not December, back in August on the preview show to come to fruition. Yeah. Or back in week three, you know what I mean? Like, and especially in the sports space where a lot of times, this is like pulling back the curtain, but, you know, sports, it's, it's very hard for you to monetize early on because you're not going to listen to something from week four yeah. right now. You might see a clip. Yeah. Maybe if you had a dope interview, you had like Amon St. Brown on the show. Yeah. Like, yeah, that could still generate views and, and be monetized. But it's like, bro, that's why I have such a quick turnaround. I record Monday. I release it Monday night. Record Wednesday. Release it Thursday morning. Like, quickly. Hold, because can I, can I stop you and just say what a machine you are with that? Thank you, man. Because, no, and I'll, I'll say this straight to the camera. This mess isn't easy, and you are a machine. Thanks, man. Is there's no no nonsense, no no cap, no nothing, um, and I've told you this personally. Like you make me sick. Like I'm not, even, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm not even gonna lie to you because like I'm over here like bro, I'm exhausted, and like I'll look up and it's like he got like 37 clips out, and he's like, yeah, I don't care which what which one of these go. One of them's gonna go. <laughs> you just keep churning. It's really it, it, man. Look, like you said, pulling back the curtain. You know, because I tell people all the time, it is hard in this space, you know, for people to care about something that we talked about a month ago, because yeah. it's, it's essentially old news. Now it's not really news. ESPN works because ESPN puts out content 24 hours a day. Yeah. And they have a whole network behind them. Yeah. Too, I mean, so yeah. But yo, shout out, shout out to Alex and Dom, man. And like the guys that work behind the scenes that, uh, push out all that content, you know, like shit, I haven't opened up the veterans minimum Instagrams in, in like four months. That's all everyone else posting and tagging on that shit, you know? Like, I have access to it, obviously, but... You make me sick even I just more have, now. <laughs> yeah, but, like, bro, that was that was a big reason why... I was telling Chris before we started recording, because anytime I need advice for anything, I go to him. And I know he got my best interest. We've known each other for, like, 20 years playing soccer together and shit, and over the last couple of years, we've really gotten close. He's he's the reason why I moved out my parents' crib, bro, because uh, I went to... I went and I told him, I was like, yo, you know, it was it was February of 2020. And I was like, yo, bro, I'm making a little bit of money. I'm making like maybe like $1,200 off, off the pod between ads and sponsors and the Patreon. And I was like, yo, what was, what was I? 20, 29, 29, maybe not yet. 28, 29. I was like, yo, 
I feel like I want to move out, get a two bedroom and, and fucking, and we're recording it at my parents' fucking basement where I was doing my show. And I was like, yo, bro, I feel like if I move out, I'll become more of a man. And like, you know, I'm trying to get his advice. He's like, bro, just do it. And this was just, right before a pandemic. Yeah. God bless you. Yeah. Bro. And I, and look, I, and I held it off for a couple months cause you oh, know, then man. the pandemic happened, but I, I ended up moving in like the heart of the pandemic, bro. Like October. Yeah. And New York was a fucking, yeah, it was a no, fiesta. It was, it was bad. But I just thought I was like, yo, if I move out and I invest, you know, this money, the, the show is my roommate. That's how I always viewed it. Right. Like half the rent is going to be paid by the show. And then I'm going to work and scrap and flip the eggs and all that shit to get the other half. And then like, Bro, fucking this weekend we went out, right? And I'm about uh, to get you emotional. Go ahead, keep yeah, going. I mean, it's I'm, coming. I'm thinking it's about coming. this too, bro. Yeah, yeah man. Go, I remember when he called me, you know, I was like, yo, Nick, bet on yourself, man. I was like, if you need me, I got you. But I know you're going to put in the work. You're a hard worker. You're good at this. Just try it. Yeah. What, what, what's the worst that could happen? You're going to regret not doing it. So just Shout do it. Shout out to Chris. Just do it. You know? Man, that's, listen, that's, that's dope, man. Like, Literally, like, putting it in that context that your show was your roommate. Yeah, that's so how I viewed it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna bet on myself getting the rest of this money, but the show is producing half of this money yeah. that I need to survive. Um, no, nah, man, like that's that's so commendable, man, and and you know you're you're reaping the benefits of of that gamble. And you're you know, veterans the, minimum. <laughs> another thing yeah. I'm gonna say, I I wouldn't say that to everyone, but knowing how hard of a worker he is, yeah. It would be a shame for him not to have taken that risk on himself. Cause, yeah. And look. And, and dude, I used to, bro, uh, la last yeah. thing on this, because this is turning into like a... A, a self-help. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. It's all right. It's <laughs> turning, happens, turning man. into like a blow fest, too. Let it, let, it, let it, no, no. Let it, let no, it happen. I, pre I appreciate that, man. Look, you know, like so, so often I kind of, I'm just like going and going. And I promise this isn't sidetracking that Buffalo loss. All right. I promise that. <laughs> but, uh... Dude, I used to fucking, I remember, man, even when I like I moved out, any transaction I would make, I would look at my phone immediately. Like, if Chris would hit me up and be like, yo, let's go get dinner. I'd fucking look at my app, open up Chase, and I'd be like, yo, if I spend $200 tonight, and it's, it's January 7th, I can't do shit till, like, February. <laughs> and, bro, that was like that for, like, two years, man. That was like that for, like, two years. And, uh, yeah, like you just always got it, man. If you, if you really, and everyone knows I hate entrepreneur content, self-help stuff. I think that shit is corny because some people don't really do it. Bro, look at me as an example. If I could do it, you a hundred percent could. You yeah. just gotta, you just gotta grind, man. Like you really gotta fucking head down, 10 toes down and fucking just go to work, bro. Mm -hmm. And weather the storm. Storm might be a day, might be a week, might be a year, but you gotta. And and just be patient. Just yeah. be patient. I've been doing this show eight and a half years now. So like, and now people are like, oh, it's doing, you know? So yeah, that's enough of the TED Talk. That's <laughs> enough of the TED Talk. But I appreciate the kind words from both of you, man. And especially coming from you, because like, you know, he's known me for much longer. Yeah. And for you to say that too, that means a lot to me. Nah, man. You know what I'm saying? I'll be, I be low-key hating it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, again? All right. All right. All right. It's it, but it's it's a beautiful thing. I mean, look, listen. I I, I don't. I just meeting Chris. I've met him through the show. Mm -hmm. You've been on the show before when I've been mm -hmm. on the show. Um, but uh, but yeah, man. Like everybody in this room, we're all pushing towards something. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And and to your point, you know, I tell people all the time, like 
you can do it. Like anytime somebody's like, oh, I, you know, I think I won. I'm like, bro, just write it down and start attacking it. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we all have ideas. It's whether or not you actually want to pull your idea apart and see if it makes sense. Mm. But everyone has ideas. God puts ideas in all of our heads. Yeah. It's whether or not you want to choose to do something with it. Truthfully. Hell yeah. But yeah, let's go ahead and get back to football. Uh, <laughs> Take your victory lap, Detroit. That's your squad. Man. That's your your adopted squad. squad. Look, listen, listen. You know, like I said, when, when we first got to Detroit, it was Barry Sanders' 2,000-yard season. So, um, so I've always had love for Detroit, you know, ever since Jerome played out there and uh, got His a lot of His brother played in the NBA. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, played, he got drafted by the Pistons and— um, He's a big NBA fan. I'm sure he knows your brother. So oh, okay, okay. Uh, uh, junkyard dog, Jerome Williams. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, played on the Knicks. Played on. Are you a Knicks fan? A big Knicks. Fan. Okay, played on your Knicks to end his career. Uh, sadly, uh, that was those. He some, got paid though, bro. Oh, oh, bro. It was trade kickers. It was, we good. <laughs> we good, baby. And a fifteen percent trade kicker. Twenty. Look, Isaiah Thomas. We we ain't never got no problems, Isaiah. Yeah. <laughs> we got twenty million in trade kickers. We're doing fine. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like happy for the happy for the Lions. Lions looked better, but. Their defense, their defense can't stop a stop a runny nose at this point. And um, you know, they had the opportunity to just really put a definitive stamp on that game and end it up 14, like games over. Why are you guys still trying? You go, you know, you go, you end up punting, give the ball back to Baker. Baker's gonna end up baking an L and and throw a duck to oh, lose the game. That's harsh. But he did though, but, but you know what I mean? But like that's who he is, and that's okay. He played, he played his behind off. He played well. The Bucks played well overall. But, you know, Detroit, they've got to do something defensively. CJ Gardner Johnson coming back changes their defense. And I'm interested to see how that helps versus the Niners. But their their linebacker core, Campbell and the different guys, the the linebackers they have. They got to do more. They got they, this. This this next one's gonna be a monster. Exactly. Those back to back weeks, right? That's Puka the first week that went bananas. Yeah. And then Mike Evans, like Mike Evans is Mike Evans. Yeah. But you're right. But that bro. was also a concern all year with them, even coming into the year. And like, look, I thought I thought their defense was definitely gonna be the Achilles heel, and that's why I wasn't as high on Detroit. I I think if I remember correctly, I didn't have them making the playoffs. I know I had Green Bay winning the division. You did. I think I, did I think you said they might win nine. Yeah. So you had them like wild card bubble. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that for sure. But I was just I was on the the Jordan Love experience, which we got a whole experience on Saturday. But mm. wasn't wrong. I thought I thought the the defense was going to be an issue. But to push back a little bit, I think their defense now though, and it could be a product of playing in Detroit because you saw how fired up that crowd was. Like, bro, shout out to the Lions fans. That felt like yeah. a college atmosphere. They're all waving the terrible towel, not the terrible towels, the white, the white flag. And yeah. everyone's kind of color coordinated too. You know, that's my biggest pet peeve about New York, bro. What? Like, so I love hockey playoffs. Yes. Hockey playoffs, I'm a big fan of. Um, obviously, Knicks basketball come playoff time. It's super dope. But MSG is so like corporate. And there's so many transplants that move to New York where like they're not real Knicks fans at most of these games. It's like, hey man, my uh I work at JP Morgan. I got a fucking suite for the Knicks game. So it's a bunch of dudes from yeah. like Tampa and fucking Cleveland. That we got to close this deal. Yeah, just because they go there, right? So like you don't have that. So the reason why I'm saying this is because they'll put out the orange t-shirts on the seat or the blue shirts for the Rangers. 
And like half the crowd ain't even wearing it. Where you go to other arenas and everybody's decked out in like orange if you're a Flyers fan. Yeah. And then everybody was waving. The, that, shit, that was like the whiteout at Penn State. It was dope. That shit was dope. It was dope. It was a good look. Yeah, I mean, are they, Miami Heat does that, the whiteout. Yeah, thing. that's Ooh, another Miami one that does that too. Yeah, the yeah. white hot. Yeah. yeah, and it would give Dwayne Wade migraines because he would get migraines for the game. Whoa. But he, they, he's like us. He was still obviously. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. No, you got to elaborate on that. I never heard that one before. Yeah, yeah. I thought right. the migraines were from 11 and live, but I guess, <laughs> I, I guess it's the, Ooh, I had some 11 yeah, nights. Yeah, you had some 11 nights? Bro. Really? We hit a crazy bet one year at a bachelor party because I got word from my friend that works at 11 that the Nets were there until 7 a.m. So the first thing that I did was I grabbed the phone. I made a call back to my bookie in New York. I was like, hey, man, we need $2,000 or 500. I know I put 500, but collectively I told all the guys. And uh, he's like, yo, I fucking Nets. And this is when like Dion Waiters was on the heat. Yeah, I've yeah, told yeah. the story many times. I'm surprised he didn't know about this. No, you know, I never heard this story. this story. Yeah, man. So I got, the, I got on the phone and my bookie at the time was like, uh, why are you throwing that much on a Friday night, January NBA game? And I was like, I know some people that know some people that know some people. <laughs> and then the Heat, the Heat sucked at that point. The Heat were yeah. bad. It was like Hassan yeah. Whiteside got that big contract and he wasn't playing. Deion Waiters. Yeah. And uh, the Nets were up 30. No, the Nets were down 30 at halftime. And the, and the Heat were catching three points. So every time I see 11, there's a lot of things I think about, but I also think about that. <laughs> Shoot, well, my, Shout out to 11, bro. My, my 11 story isn't like that. I'll just tell you this about 11. Uh, you'll go there thinking it's a club, like a nightclub, and you'll think that this girl is giving you rhythm, and you're like, oh, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> and then the the club starts to shift, mm. and then baby girl's like, yeah, so, uh, you know, it's, it's 3,000 to go in the back. I was like, ho, ho, wait a minute. Wait a minute. How <laughs> yeah. did this shift? Best salesman on the planet. Bro. Right, gotten her number and everything. I was good to go. I didn't even want that number no more. I was like, I ain't gonna hit this chick. Up. That's <laughs> terrible setup. So yeah, shout out to Eleven. My my boy, my boy actually used to be the uh, the director down there. So that's Fire. funny. That's mm. funny. All right, bro. <laughs> Do you like Baker Mayfield as a quarterback? I gotta say that I I'm happy for him this year. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a, a it was a big year for him and huge. he proved it and I think if you're Tampa Bay you got to bring him back. He looked different this year. Like his mindset was different. Like when he was playing for the Browns, he felt like he already made it. He had to prove anything to anybody. That's what it felt like watching him play for the Browns. Yeah. Mm. You know? Like I'm the number one pick. I have all this rope. It is what it is, right? Commercials. Right. Commercials. Yeah, it was State Farm commercials and he was good. It was marketable, right? But he had way too many commercials yeah. for how successful he was on the field. Yes, yes, and it, it lost. I feel like maybe he lost his way a little bit. That's exactly what I think. Right. Yeah. Too. And then and then he got humbled. I think he came into That's Tampa it. camp in competition. He wasn't. Yeah, penciled Kyle, in. Kyle, Kyle Trask. Trask. Yeah. Percent. Kyle Trask, and there was a third one too. It was three people. Right. So you know he had to get that chip back. And a lot of these athletes always like they've had a chip their whole life and then maybe they lose it because they're a number one pick or whatever. And then I think he's probably, I think he said something about this actually, how it, he re like Jared Goff too, right? Lost his way with the Rams. Yeah. Right. Mm. And then look at him now with Detroit. Yeah. Same thing. They're both former number one picks. He was supposed yeah. to be a placeholder for them, bro. Yeah. Yes. He was yes. supposed to be like, ah, he's good enough. He'll win a seven, eight games and, We'll get a new quarterback. Mm -hmm. One thing I'll say about the Lions, they carved up that that Bucks defense, who has been lights out for the last like seven, eight weeks. Yeah. Right. Like they've been so good. 
I did not expect that. Did not expect that. It shows how good Detroit can be on offense. They they can hang with anyone. And they've shown it. They can, <laughs> but they can hang. Yeah. I mean, listen. I've loved the Niners all year. They didn't look great against Green Bay. No. L- listen, Lafleur. I-, I was so ready for my like young Padawan freaking like analysis of Lafleur taking out the you know. Yeah, his, his yeah, from yeah. being the apprentice to be, becoming yeah. the full Jedi. Yeah, um, but but you no, know, you're right. You're right. The, they didn't look great. The defense didn't look great. Um, you know, I think that was a, a product both of you know Lafleur knowing Shanahan pretty well. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, really but at the same point. time, Shanahan knows all the plays you're running too. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. you know, we shouldn't be getting beat like this. And they were they were having their way. Like the the. The Packers had them on the ropes. Like yeah. I didn't post that ticket. I meant to, I was telling George earlier when I posted my ticket, I, I posted the wrong day. I meant to post Saturday on Saturday and I ended up posting my Sunday ticket on Saturday. I ended up winning both. But, um, but, but the Saturday, the Saturday ticket, like, man, nine and a half, the, the Packers were getting nine and a half. I felt like the Packers were going to beat them. Mm. So, you know, I knew going into that, they were going to cover nine and a half. You know what I'm saying? But uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting game. I, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I mean, for me, it's really just going to come down to can Detroit make enough stops? Yeah, because that that offense is serious. Yes. That, yeah. Even without Debo, they got they got ballers, man. Yeah. Ayuk and McCaffrey and Ayuk was pretty quiet in the game he, too. He, he was, yeah. But you, you Kittle, look, it's like one of those guys is going to step up. They've yeah. got four on those, four. Yeah, they got four ballers. That's crazy. Like. They've got four ballers. Hey, look, and then and then that's not even calling to uh, going into use check and the, yeah, the people like, that can make a play. Yeah, like one uh, one big play that they <laughs> yeah, needed, yeah, right? Like, like, like on third and Kyle uh, use check, like, like third and eight, and Kyle use check. Pause, and you're like what thirty the? yards? Like, yeah, yeah. What? You're like, how that happen? <laughs> we covered everyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, nah, <laughs> they snuck out the back. <laughs> listen, and you know their run scheme is amazing. They're probably you know McCaffrey isn't you know is incredible. I mean, he's he's an incredible player, right? Yeah. McCaffrey in that run offense is, in, you know, yeah. behind that line is 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 very close to being unstoppable. Yeah. yeah. Right. Only injuries stop him. Yeah. And when Brock Pur- Purdy throws four interceptions and I sabotages mean, our 50 to one Christian McCaffrey MVP bet. Yeah. The one thing you could say about Purdy, though, he, he had a, his first three quarters were, mm, right. But then in the fourth quarter when he needed that game winning drive, yeah. he was lights out. <clears throat> and like, that's when it matters, right? You can have a bad game, but if you come through when it's really needed and the game is in the line, he did, you know? You got to give him props for that. Is Brock Purdy elite? I think his decision-making is elite. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, mo- I mean, I think he needs more games under his belt, more seasons consecutively where he's shown he can keep doing that. Yeah. He probably has to have a couple games where a lot of the skilled players are out and he still puts up numbers. those numbers. Yeah. Right. But I think he's definitely, I mean, I'm not going to put him in the same category as, you know, your Lamar and, and your Mahomes and your Burrow yeah. and Josh Allen. But I think he has a capability to take, you know, he's such a composed, controlled quarterback and he makes these throws sometimes that not many quarterbacks can make. Yeah. You know, no, you're right. You know, you're right. I mean, for look, I, I think, I feel like he is a product of his environment, Mm -hmm. but I also feel like he's an elite game manager. And if there is such a thing, but also, you know, you got to give the kid 
props for being who he was coming in and being written off completely. Yeah. Right. No, nobody want, no one's going to draft him. Yeah. Right. And look where he is now. Right. So you almost want me personally. I want to back guys like that. Right. Like I'm giving this kid the chance and he's taking it and running. Yeah. And who knows where, if he, you know, he's been doubted his whole life, I would say. Right. Can't make the NFL. Can't do this. Can't do that. Now he's a starting quarterback for the Niners in the NFC championship game. Right. You know, you, that story for him is incredible. And you, you can't, I don't want to put a cap on what he could be because okay. he's already proved everybody wrong so far. Yeah. Why can't he keep doing that? That's a fair point. That's fair too. It's a weird, uh, it's a weird matchup, I think. And um, I do want to spend a little bit of time on Detroit here because I think they get their shit punched in. How did I know you were really? I knew exactly what you were going to say too. Because you know the look. <laughs> so here's the thing, right? I think the Niners, the first half, they were a little shaky. And that was because of the rest. They haven't played a real game. And you saw the same shit happen with Baltimore. We talked about that, actually. Yeah. The same shit happened with Baltimore. And um, I would love for you to tell the Lamar story with Baltimore mm. when I met you at the Cosmo. Hilarious. <laughs> we'll get to that right after this. But they started off really slow, right? And then after that, you know, they also lost Debo in that game very early. Yeah. And I thought there, I was looking at the live line. I was like, fuck, do I take Green Bay here? Because, you know, all his losses have been when he's missing guys. Mm. And Debo's a big part of that offense too. Now, <clears throat> the thing with Detroit is their offense is high-powered, Chris. Their offense is really well-balanced. Mm -hmm. Offensive lines. Offensive line is probably, I that's, would say, the best right now. That's probably where it'll get the game will be, right? Yeah, will, sure. will, will the Niners pass rush get to golf? For sure. Right. For sure. I worry about their offense outdoors. Because if you look at their schedule, and I have it here, they played at Chicago. They scored 13 points. They played no other game outdoors. Really? Yeah, everything else was indoors. The, the other time that they played outdoors, 38-6 to six to Baltimore. Yeah. Everything else was great weather conditions or indoors. Mm. Dome game, dome game, dome game. You know, like, so in a controlled environment, and that was the thing when they got to the to the three seed, and then they got Dallas losing. You're like, oh shit, this team is gonna have two home games mm. in there. It's gonna be monumental for them, not only because of the aura of Detroit, but also because that's where they thrive. Now them going outdoors, we'll need to get some injury updates, and we'll talk more <laughs> about that on the next on the next episode. But I'm early lean. I I I already bet the six and a half. Because I think everyone's going to be talking themselves into Detroit. And it's the feel-good story. Like, the cool story would be Detroit going. And if yeah. you're looking at it, 68% of the bets are early on the Lions. 82% mm. of the money is on San Francisco. And the line moved up. Reverse line movement there. The pros are telling you what they're doing. So I think the minus six and a half, if you could get that. I mean, wager attacking and offering that. That's at seven now, but... I just think that that's like the Niners avoided that shaky game and they got through because they should have yeah, lost I, that game. They should have lost that game. And you're right. Right. Advancing is the most important thing. Right. Mm. Right. Yep. You, survive in advance. Survive in advance. Right. And then you live to fight the next day. Right. And you, you can have 
you you know, you're going to perform maybe to a hundred percent of your potential that next game and destroy you. Maybe destroy Detroit. Maybe not, you know, maybe, maybe it has been a trend that, you know, that Niner secondary has been getting kind of burned lately. Right. Maybe mm-hmm. that keeps going on Monroe St. Brown. And yo, you got to give their running back core between Gibbs and Montgomery is one, two lights out behind that line. They're so good. Like that, they, that, that drives their offense. Yes. Right. And then you got that play action with golf after they've been punching it for, you know, five, six plays in a row, boom, I'm on route 20 yards. It's, they're good. They're, they're going to, they should be able to move the ball in the Niners and they should be able to score. <laughs> right. If, if was a fifth. Right. But, <laughs> you know, the Niners have been probably the top, one of the top two teams all year. Right. Baltimore's been the best team all year. Yeah. The Niners are probably right there. I, uh, for me, I guess the only thing that I can say, in terms of pro lines is Dan Campbell's going to have those boys ready. Mm. He he's, he's going to inspire them in a way that uh, they're not they're, they're The moment isn't going to be too big. Now they might get out executed or they might have, they might just be playing a better team. Mm. But when I tell you that they're going to come out hot, I think they, I think it's going to be very similar to how they started uh, versus uh, who did they play that first week when they scored three straight. Um, oh, when they played the Rams and, mm-hmm. they, play, and they scored their first three oh, possessions yeah, yeah. in the playoffs. I was, I was yeah. going to say Kansas City because you said the first oh, week. Yeah, I was sorry. Thinking, first week of the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, like I, I see that. I can see that kind of situation because because that's going to be the rallying cry, Nick, is that, oh, no one thinks that we can play outside. Let's go show them. Screw them. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like that's yeah. that's that's something that you can, you know, you know how football is. You know how mm-hmm. locker rooms are. They're going to rally behind that. Nobody believed in us. God did. It's one of those. It's one of those situations. So, I mean, I'm betting with my heart because screw the Niners. But, uh, <laughs> and my heart usually messes with me a little bit when I start betting. But, um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's just how I feel. But I think I think they get them. It's hard to not bet with emotions, bro. It and then is. it's also hard to. I made this, bro. I'm so happy that you're here because remember the Chiefs Bucks Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I was so married to my preseason pick and I learned a lot that year because my preseason pick was the Chiefs to go back to the Super Bowl to get it back to back, right? And then if you remember, the Chiefs had four new starters on the offensive line. Sorry, mm-hmm. four new guys playing new positions against that front for Tampa Bay. And you had called me and you're like, yo, what do you like in the Super Bowl? I'm like, man, the Bucks being an underdog feels wrong. Not even because of Brady, just because of the offensive line mm-hmm. stuff. I was like, I got to take Kansas City, bro. They were my preseason pick. And then I was right in the sense of like, Mahomes, they said, had over 500 yards running. Yes. Because of how much he was just doing a bunch of shit like that. Yeah, yeah to, to, get, to get a pass off. Yeah, and I was, ever since then, bro, for real, and that conversation that we had, I'm not married to my ideas. And I bring that up with you because they were your preseason pick. To like go this far and you were high on them. You've been high on them for years. And I'm not saying that you're wrong. Well, I am because I've been disagreeing. <laughs> but I, I'm saying the approach I think is wrong. Yeah. And, it, and it's hard, bro. It's hard to not bet with emotions because your yeah. money's tied to it, right? So oftentimes you're trying mm-hmm. to bet like what you think, what you want to happen. What you want to happen. As yeah. opposed to what you think is going to happen. And then it brings me back to Chiefs and Bills. What I want to happen was not what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. So 
it's always it's always a different difficult conversation to have. I'll but, get the prop bets going. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I probably will stay away. Maybe an over under and uh, and and call it a day and, and just be happy with with the results. Let's wrap. Let's wrap with uh, the Lamar story, Chris. When yeah. I pulled up to the Cosmo, so I get to the Cosmo. I get to the Cosmo uh, like two minutes into the second quarter. No, second half. And uh, we're watching the game and tell them the rest because it's, it's hilarious. No, nah, I mean, it was the same kind of situation with, um, you know, they had the bye week, right? And, you know, the Texans were right in that game for a bit. Uh, and he's like, yeah, man, I don't know about Lamar, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look, they had their bye week. I think they're going to turn it on. And I think Lamar is about to turn it on. Like, I've I've seen, from me this year, I've seen a different Lamar Jackson. Right. He f- looks so within himself, calm, collected. Like, even in his interviews, he's just like, yeah, I got this. Right. Like, like I'm rooting for Lamar this year. Mm. I want the Ravens to win. Yeah. Okay. I have, I'm in a pool and I have Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. Right. But I want the Ravens to win only because I want Lamar Jackson to win. Yeah. And so that's, you know, the back, the background to the next thing I said to Nick. And I'm like, nah, he's got this. And then literally, on cue, 10 seconds later, he runs for that touchdown. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's turned now. You'll see. And they didn't score a point after that. Houston didn't score a point after that. Yeah. Yeah. Shut him out. Yeah. That defense turned up, right? They had that first half came up. Like the bet that game was taking, um, was taking to the Texans against the spread first half and then taking the Ravens full time. Mm. By week, you know, they they hadn't played a real competitive game in what? Th- almost probably I think three weeks. Three weeks, yeah. Because they yeah. didn't play week 18. They didn't play week 18. Right. They gave it to the Steelers. Yeah. Right. And then they won. Right. So, you know, that's a long time for anyone. But I think that team is just so ev- all across. That yeah. whole roster is insane. And there's no Mark Andrews yet. Yeah, Mark Andrews they, is still hurt. Yeah. I mean, shit, Isaiah likely looks He's a baller. Apart. Look, he, he was even... And during camp, they were saying like that kid could be starting on other rosters yeah. it's just because he's behind Mark Andrews. Yeah. So when, shout out to him, man, when he got the opportunity, he, he balled out. He's still balling out. Likely is likely to get a touchdown this week. Yeah, yeah, he did last week. <laughs> yeah, that sure. was crazy. But, you know, if you're the, um, if you're the Texans, you definitely, you overachieved. And I don't know about the notion of, I've always, and, and this could be a cool way to wrap the show because, um, do you feel like your expectations for your team change throughout the year and and then you get disappointed when you get that close? Because I feel like if you're a Texans fan, right, is obviously it's a win for you. But just think about your team yeah. in general. You going into a year, right, like the Giants last year was a good example. I was like, yo, you yeah. know what, man? They got Brian Dable now. I would like for them to contend to be a playoff team. Mm. And then just knowing that moving forward will be in good hands, right? But then when they get to the division around, I'm like, fuck, man, I kind of want to go all the way now. Mm. You start telling yourself that we're going to go all the way. Right. But like, also, this is the year. Something's different. Yeah. And then and then when it doesn't go your way, like, I'm kind of soured on it. Like, yeah, you know, you overachieved and you feel good. And maybe in the heat in the moment, I'm still, like, butthurt about it. But mm. what's your thought process behind that? Uh, look, well... I haven't had many of those opportunities. That's true, yeah. Uh, Your team's blown. Yeah, we're, we're trash. But uh, I guess the, the most recent one that I can give you is 05. When, uh, you know, when we started off, um, uh, shoot, I, I remember we were, we ran off five straight to get into the playoffs. 
and um and getting in the into the playoffs. Was that like Mark Brunel? Yes. I was, right? Damn, yes. I remember that shit. Yes, it was Brunel. And that was and that was probably the biggest Achilles heel on the team where it was like Eventually is Brunel yeah. just isn't gonna get it done. Yeah. But like the defense was humming, Sean Taylor diving in the end zones back to back. Cause remember he, he got a defensive touchdown versus the Eagles, then turned around, get a defensive touchdown, and then in the playoff game versus the Bucks. Like our defense was stupid. And then that was also the Clinton Portis year where he was doing all the characters. Oh word, I remember yeah, that shit. Like, so Damn. yeah, I mean so all like the outfits all the outfits, game. Sheriff gonna get you and all that kind of stuff and and you know Jerome and all that good like so yes, when you get there, it does feel like, oh man, like this 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 year feels different. Similar to what I'm sure you felt with the Giants in 07. You know what I'm saying? Like you guys mm-hmm. hadn't won in in almost 30 years, and you know, like but something feels different this year. Momentum. It feels different. So mm-hmm. no, it's not. It's not wrong to readjust your. You know, um, I, I guess. I guess the only difference with the Texans would be they have a baby team. So you know, what I mean, like there is at some point where you're like, well, they are babies. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like when your team has vets, nah. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, we we better go for broke now. Yeah, like yeah, nobody's contract is guaranteed for next year. Like. Yeah. The Texans, their whole team is babies, so like everybody's coming back. So it's like, ah, oh, they'll be back next year. Yeah, and I was, uh, I love CJ Stroud. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. he's. I, I, I'm a Texas fan. I'm, ex- I'm ecstatic. Yeah, that guy, that kid is, he's I, good. I don't love him enough to give him the Rookie of the Year. We still, <laughs> we still got Puka, baby. Puka, come on, Puka Bazooka. Bad, that guy, his, that guy's been insane. I can't believe how good he is. And as bad as CJ Stroud played in that game, I was like. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> I wish, I wish, I wish I could get behind that. Trust me, financially, I do wish. And again, surfacing old clips, that'd be fine. But yo, you know what? Also, fucking phenomenal call by me. What's that? Oh, oh the, with I, the injury? No, with with P- Puka being 30 to one and yes. me saying, yo, that's a mistake. And then after week 18, he's plus 300. That's an ins- that's insane. Bro, that's that's 10x. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah I'll, I'll make that bet. Cool. That's fine. I'm not going to win it, but a lot of betting sometimes is like betting See, the numbers. That bet you could hedge. <laughs> Take CJ Stroud on the other side. It never, got, it never got low enough. Yeah. It never got to, like, he he peaked. He he dropped at, like, minus 500. He mm-hmm. never got to, like, minus 180. Then I could be like, all right, that's mm-hmm. a... Expensive. Yeah. It's expensive. That's, you know, <laughs> expensive. It, got to, it got to that point. Mm-hmm. So, look, man. One thing that did upset me about this weekend and even the last couple of weeks, selfishly, the Texans and the Packers were two teams that I was looking at for next year. Okay. And now they're going to be the, the dick riding team for 2024 football. Texans and Jordan Love and the Packers are going to be the team that like, oh, there's going to be, you know, and you're going to see a lot of momentum. I'm, I'm comparing the Packers and the hype, and I guarantee you're going to see it over the next couple of couple of weeks and months, the Packers hype is going to be comparable to what the hype was for Chicago. Why? who do you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say the Jags because I was like, bet the Jags now. Mm-hmm. It's a good, this would be, this would be the perfect time to turn yeah, yeah, right back around and yeah. bet the Jags. Yeah. They had a bad year, man. You yeah, know what I'm saying? True. That's a good point. Yeah, because, I mean, they, they were, yeah. well, because everyone's going to, like you said, everyone's going to start to sour on them. Yeah. The Texans now, all the Texans, the, the Colts are good as well. That division is going to have some change. Mm. You know what I mean? The Titans are the only ones that look 
a little bit more in the wilderness. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, this would that would be a good time. That would be a good number to probably catch the Jags on. Mm. Yeah, that's a good call there too. That's a good call there. But I remember Chicago like they were heavy favorites. Yes, they were. In the division. <laughs> yes, yeah, Chicago were. was. You know, and I was I was so all in on Chicago, and then like around July, I'm like maybe Jordan Love. And this is the last thing I'll say about Jordan Love in that game because we kind of breezed over it. We were talking a lot about the Niners. I'm a believer that all interceptions are not created equally. That's one of the worst interceptions of all time. Yeah. All time? Yeah, I really think so. For how great he was playing, that is one of the worst decisions ever because you only need a field goal. Yes. yes. And it's first down, bro. If that's fourth down, you're trying to make a play. I can live with that, J-Love. I can live with that. But when it's first down, bro. Was it first? I thought it was second. Bro, it was first down. And he threw across his body. Like threw that. across his body. Yeah. Okay, even if it's even if it's second down. They weren't in trouble. It was a bad ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, bro, you can't make that decision there. Yeah. He's learning. And, He's going to learn. Well, and, he, and, and to your point, he had done such an amazing job of roll out. Okay, don't have it. Kill it. We'll go to second down. Well, that's we'll the go gun, to the next. That's play. that gunslinger shit. Yeah, and, like, I, I, and look, yo, I love quarterbacks like that. Yeah, I want you to. I rather you do that. I mean, I don't. But what I'm saying is, like, the idea of we're in awe of his arm. Guys with powerful arms like that are going to make those kind of decisions. Yeah, but I'm saying, all context added, first second down, making that. If it's fourth down and you're trying to do that, you're trying to make a play. Cool, but I think there is. Bad decision. It's a bad decision. You know, a red zone interception on first down, I think, is like bad. egregious. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's terrible. So, if you're a Packers fan, though, like, you're looking at it, right? He's probably going to get paid this offseason, too, because his contract, mm. is, he's due for an extension. Is it, is it, because uh, he wasn't, no, he is a first rounder. Yeah, he's a first rounder. But didn't they accept his fifth year? Was this, this wasn't his fifth year option, right? I think they accepted the fifth year option. I think they did accept the fifth year option, but still, I think. To, they can extend him, I think, they can extend him now. Yeah. He's due for an extension now. Yes, yes. And, you know, that whole roster is really young offensively. They're good. And they're very good. And if you do pay them, you're not losing any pieces. Where, like, if you're the Bengals, you just paid Burrow, Chase and Higgins are going to get north of, Chase definitely north of $30 million. Higgins think, will probably get 20 from somebody. You think, yeah, I was going to say, you think they can keep Higgins too? Nah, I don't think so. That's why that's why I was all in on the Bengals were my preseason Super Bowl pick. Because this was the this was the the year that they could keep that core. And I know Joe Burrow said, yo, the window's always open as long as I'm here. Yeah, I agree with him. You know, but he's gonna keep Chase because like that's like that's also his boy. But hey man, Higgins is I would love for Higgins on the Giants. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Get a real weapon like that dude. You know where he should go? Kansas City. No money though. That's that's the that's the side. Yeah. Of it. That's the only side of it. Like yeah. you can't. You know what I mean? To, for him to get paid at that point, stay in in, in Cincinnati. If you got to yeah. start pinching pennies, like, yeah. <laughs> like I want to win or I or I want to go home. Like man, I, I, I know. Win. I know this isn't the episode for it, but there's a lot of big name free agents, bro. That can make some I big splashes. I mean, and a lot. It's gonna go. I mean, what does Chicago do? Yeah. Like they, they might be the domino to be the first big yeah. one to drop, right? Because you got a draft, right? Mm. For, for free agency. Do you get, do you draft Caleb Williams or do, and trade Justin Fields? Or do you draft a bunch of players around Justin Fields with the draft picks you have? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's a... Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting couple months. That is for sure. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. 
All right, before we go, let's do a Patreon roll call. Shout out to the members of the Patreon, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. We got Mahul Patel, Abel Rezin, Ben Kotsian, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Platees, Dylan Chadwick, Jerry Shapiro, Jordan Riley, Mike Stevens, Mike Wozniak, Nick Crummich, and Thomas Robinson. Thank you all for your contributions to the Patreon. As you can see here on the screen, if you're watching it on YouTube, for as little as one American dollar a month, it's probably like three cents a day, bro. You can support the show. It goes a long way. $5 tier, you get access to all the betting picks, which we gave out a 30 to 1 round three Neil Magny. Yep. You know about that, bro. 30 to 1. I felt Neil had was going to do it. Yeah, had a bunch of it. It, 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 it did not look that way. But my, <laughs> Mike Mallet has a track record of, you know, anything yeah. after seven minutes, it gets Fading. a little wacky. Yeah. And boy, did he fade bad. So uh, for $5 a month, you get access to the Patreon and um, the Discord, I should say, where you get all the betting picks. And um, yeah, $10 tier, we got giveaways, big giveaway month coming up next month for the Super Bowl. $20 tier is you get the shout outs, you get merch on discount. And then the $40 tier, you're just a crazy SOB if you're in the $40 tier. But we got a couple of you in there. We greatly appreciate that too. It's like a gym membership, you know, $40 a month. That's crazy. But, you know, all power to you and much love. And, you know, quick little ISO if we could get here. Merchandise.veteransminimum.com. You can get yourself a champion hoodie. Nice. Cheap plug, baby. Looks Cheap good. plug. Looks at, good. At Nick Dayas, 10 as you can find me. All things Veterans Minimum are at Veterans Minimum. Josh, where can they find you? The American Fan 365, uh, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Spotify. We out here. And my dog, Agent Chris, where can they find you? Instagram, uh, at C. Bring that mic a little closer. IG, C-Y-E-R-O underscore, at C-Y-E-R-O underscore. Let's get it, man. We got a big week of shows coming out. Check out the Patreon. Tiafimo Lopez interview is up now. That'll be out on Friday for all of you. Catch you guys next time. In his element, I'm a gold medalist. Bronze like your medalist. So many deer in headlights, but it's bedtime. Hear that supper bell, main course, beat of venison. Zab. Most dangerous game. Either kill or be killed.